Dear friends, happy Lent. Also, a warm welcome to our scouts who are uh, joining us at this Mass and and their families. Uh, Looking forward to uh, the medal ceremony presentation right after Mass. So Lent is a beautiful and holy season of renewal, of purification, and deeper conversion. It's a time when we're called to turn away from sin and to draw closer to the Lord. Lent is my favorite season, actually. Uh, is, that, is that a little weird? I know that sacrifice, fasting, and penance, yeah, these things are no fun, uh, but actually they're, they're difficult to do. But anything in life that's worthwhile requires hard work. Takes sacrifice. Takes love. I think that's the key word there, love. I love Jesus. And when you do something out of love for someone, even though it may be hard, you can be joyful doing it. You know, it's the opposite of, um, of being gloomy. You know, Jesus doesn't want that when we fast, right? You can also enjoy and take delight doing something hard for someone you love, especially, especially if you know that it will bring you closer to that person. In our gospel, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the desert. Why? Why does he go there to be tempted? By going into the desert and resisting the temptations of the devil, Jesus is teaching us by way and example. In the face of temptation, we're to turn towards God, trust in his word, and find security in him rather than earthly allurements. The desert is the place where God tests his servants in order to strengthen them. It's a place where disciples can grow in love and holiness. The desert is a place where God reveals himself and shows his love for us. You know, when you put it like that, uh, the desert is not, doesn't sound like such a bad place, does it? During Lent, the desert is the place where Jesus calls us to. So have we fully accepted his invitation to enter into the desert with him, to journey with him during these 40 days? Yeah, I hope um, we're able to answer a resounding yes. So notice the first temptation, the first thing that the devil says to Jesus If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. If you are the Son of God. Let's take a step back from this uh, gospel scene. Where is Jesus coming from before entering into the desert? Uh, From the Jordan, right? This is uh, when, this is his baptism in the Jordan, when the Holy Spirit descends upon him and We hear the voice of the Father. 
speaking to the Son. You are my beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. So you see, Satan, he tries to trick Jesus into doubting his true identity as the beloved Son of the Father. He also does it in the third temptation as well. Satan, now the father of lies, he uses this same tactic on all of us. He wants us to doubt. He wants us to forget that we are loved by God, that we are children of God. And he feeds us this lie, especially when we're most vulnerable, when we've sinned. The evil ancient serpent wants nothing more than to strip us of our God-given dignity and nobility as beloved children of God. Let's remind ourselves right now and as often as possible to ourselves and to one another that we are beloved children of God the Father. Nothing will ever change that. So who are we? Who are we? Please don't ever forget that. And we have uh, Jesus' response to Satan. One does not live on bread alone. Oh, such a good answer. He's quoting Scripture. He's giving us an example. He's given us a lesson here. Jesus wants us to know the Bible well and to keep his word close to our hearts. Praying with scripture, this is one of the best ways to pray. Speaking of prayer, you know, during this Lenten journey, the church prescribes three main practices. Prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. So we'll spend a little time on each one of those things. So with prayer, we see that all three times that Jesus is tempted by the devil, he resists the temptation by quoting Scripture. The Bible is really a book of answers for the disciple, for the believer. And prayer, well, this is simply communication with God. It involves both speaking and listening. And prayer and praying with the Bible is one of the best ways to pray. Lexio Divina, a prayerful reading of Scripture. Um, I don't know if, like how many of us do this in preparation for Mass on Sunday, but how about prayerfully reading scripture, 10, 15 minutes, quiet time, just slowly going through the words of the gospel of, of that Sunday, and then giving time for, for God to speak, you know, his message, his personal message to you, right? I promise if you, if you do this, it will change, it will transform the way that you celebrate Mass, that you participate in Mass, Okay, maybe, yeah, for, for next Sunday, uh, please give it a shot. Prayer can also be spending time with God in His real presence, just sitting in His real presence, enjoying 
right? His company. And Eucharistic adoration, this is also one of the best ways we can pray. You know, in our barrier island, our, our three parishes here, we're blessed. You know, all the parishes, they, they're open during the day. So I invite you, uh, take some time in prayer, adoring our Lord, spending time with Him. Um, doesn't have to be long, a whole hour, but yeah, even five minutes, you know, if you're passing by. Hey, He's there, He's here, waiting for you. Almsgiving. It teaches us to separate ourselves from material possessions. And by freely giving of our money, our possessions, our time, we learn to, the, to trust in the Lord more deeply for our own daily needs. So during Lent, a good question I think to ask ourselves is, are we consuming more than we need? How about this for, for practice during Lent? You know, when we buy something, whether it's food, uh, drink, uh, any item, clothing, uh, electronic device, instead of buying uh, the best one out of all those things, you know, even though we can, how about buying like one level down, one notch below? And then with, with the savings, with those savings, yeah, giving it to charity, right? Maybe our outreach, Catholic ministries appeal, Catholic charities, aid to the church in need. Yeah, so many good, noble causes and charities. You know, what we have comes from God's goodness and is meant to be shared for the benefit of the common good for our neighbor in need. So let us, do, let us give alms. Let us do that with great love this Lent. All right, lastly, fasting. You still with me? Friends, why do we fast? What's the point of fasting? You know, we, we do this during Lent. Uh, uh, most of us, we only have like one main meal, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. And then Fridays in Lent, we do uh, fasting called abstinence where we're abstaining from meat. And we might be fasting from other things too. Like, why do we do it? Right, we should know clearly you know, the reason and what fasting's effects are. I think uh, a lot of you know, I've told stories before, a little more than, um, yeah, not too long ago, I, I fostered a dog, you know, a Frenchie for my best friend who couldn't take care of him anymore. And as it was my first time uh, having a dog, taking care of him, it was, uh, it was a lot of work. It's a good experience. And one of the things I realized you know, right away, well, first that like this, this little guy, his, his stomach was like a bottomless pit, you know, endless. Um, always hungry, always looking for food. But especially uh, right before meal times, right? He, this is when he would be especially hungry. And then he would always, you know, come to me, start uh, whining and getting my attention and, and begging. Right, begging, I think the master. In a similar way, the goal of fasting is to awaken, increase our hunger and thirst for God, and to go to Him, 
Go to the master. All these practices, they're meant to bring us closer to Christ. Christ and growing in our relationship with him, this is the main focus of Lent. If you go back to the first temptation, Jesus responds, one does not live on bread alone. And from Matthew's gospel, he has an additional, additional thing. But by, the, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. You know, it's true. Like our bodies, we, we need more than physical, material food. Yeah, we're spiritual beings as well. So we need, we need food. We need bread so we can truly live. We need real bread the bread of life, heavenly bread, the Eucharist. We need the word of God too. You know, up to this point, we've feasted on God's word for us. Now let's get ready to feast on the body of Christ.